0: Hi everyone, I'm Leah Hagen, writer and director of Overkill. I'm so excited to present this recording of Once Upon a Podcast, a live audio fiction showcase held at Dixon Place in New York City. You may notice that the sound quality in this episode is already a little lower than you're used to, but what can I say? It's a live episode, and we're on hiatus. It's okay. Once Upon a Podcast featured original episodes of The Far Meridian, Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services, and Overkill, this show. It was hosted by me, and of course I made a lot of mistakes, including a grossly inaccurate description of the time difference between New York and California, but... It's all just part of my boyish charm, you know? Our episode is called The Lock Mess Monster, and it takes place during season one of the show. I really hope you enjoy. Sound designer, this is for you The Far Meridian, off book.
1: I think I'm s- I think I'm supposed to uh, read the script if, if that's all right. My name is Hesperia, but most people call me Perry. The last time I was on stage, I had a violin in my hands. It was so easy then to share myself with notes of music floating through the air. All I have are words right now, and I find I'm ill-equipped to use them with precision. (laughs) But truth isn't precision, is it? It's a messy exploration of existence filled with contradictions. I once heard an artist who spoke so beautifully of her truth Her brother told me it wasn't the totality of the truth surrounding her, though. Merely her perspective. (laughs) Merely. A perspective is still worthwhile, I think. So, in honor of her, Sonia, I'll try to give you mine. I grew up in a lighthouse where everyone left but me. I never minded it's broken light because... I never left, but neither did anyone find their way back. I, I'm sorry. I, I think I'm about to be interrupted. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, Penny. This is when you're supposed to come in.
2: Supposed to come in?
1: Yeah, I have the script right here and your lines.
2: Oh, it's the phrase
1: actors use. Uh, it says right here, you are off book.
2: I think I'd rather be off stage.
1: Why <laughs> oh, didn't I know you had stage fright?
2: Uh, no, it's more of a general fright of not knowing what's going on.
1: Uh, I was just telling them my story. The story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just getting to the part about the lighthouse.
2: Okay, that's great, but I found something really cool uh, But, Benny,
1: you. I can't leave. I haven't finished my story. There's still more to the script.
2: Okay, you know what? I got this. Um... Uh, Lighthouse shows up in a new place every day. Uh, we met when I got sick and she kidnapped me. Accidentally. And now I gallantly assist her looking for her missing brother.
1: I had imagined saying all that with a little more poetry. Plus, you forgot the last part of your line. Uh,
2: I didn't forget. I didn't have anything else to say. Oh, no, look, you had you had one more line in the script. And get her out of whatever trouble she's gotten herself into. It's not wrong. (laughs) Wait, so this has everything we're (laughs) saying?
1: It's supposed to, I think. Butterball. Butterball?
2: Yeah, random words to trip it up. Uh, Clay. Anemone. Crystals,
1: crystals, woods, space, space, gorgons. gorgons. (laughs)
2: If it's so clever, let's see.
1: You can't do that, Benny. Why not? It it breaks up the flow.
3: Uh,
2: You got to look up your own biography when we were at that weird place in the desert.
1: That was different. That was to help find my brother.
2: Oh, so when when you look ahead, it's cool because it's your thing.
1: That's not what I meant.
2: Okay, well then let me look ahead.
1: Huh? What's? Huh?
2: This name it, it looks familiar.
1: Wait, what name? Let me see. Oh my gosh.
2: Who is it?
1: I just someone I knew a long time ago.
2: How is she going to be here? I don't know. Okay, I see that you're freaking out a little bit, so if you
1: could just... Oh, no, I'm fine, 100% fine. Cool as a cucumber, practically ice.
2: <sighs> okay, never consider a career in theater. Uh, you are convincing no one in this room... You
1: know, maybe if I delay forever, she won't come on stage.
2: Hi, I'm Benny.
4: Perry and I went
2: to high school together. Oh, Perry and I are roommates now.
1: Interesting. Yeah, we're, we're just friends. Besties, pals, amigos. How
5: you doing over
1: there, bud? Ooh, you know, fine, just fine. You'd think I'd be used to having a public crisis in front of people. Uh, but here we are, me trying very <laughs> hard to be. Uh.
2: cool as a cucumber.
1: Okay, we get it. I'm not cool. Very much not cool at all. So not cool you could even say I am... Hot. Oh so now we're saying you're hot. No not like that. That was not what I meant. You know that is definitely not what I meant. That
2: even with a script in front of her, she's flustered.
1: Uh, okay, I was I was fine earlier uh-huh. a- asked them. Okay, I was very calm, collected, there were witnesses. Is something making you nervous? How are you here? How are
2: you here? I mean I walked. Okay, no, not
1: not not you. I haven't seen you in years.
4: I mean, it's theater. I think anything can happen if it creates a conflict, a tension, <laughs> drama.
1: Oh, so you're n- not real. You just exist here. I mean, how real are any of us, really?
4: Right? Yeah. how real are any of these people, except for you know bodies that are sitting next to each
5: other during the show? Am I real?
1: It's a good question, but
5: I think
4: that there are better ones.
5: Real or not, I'm here, so what are you going to do about it? I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. You have a script right in
4: front of okay. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm not ready to say all that.
4: the script. Weren't you relieved to have a script?
2: Every interaction's already provided for you? Yeah, What's uh got you so nervous, Barrett?
1: Don't... I don't want you to know all that.
2: Is it you confessing to murder?
1: <laughs> no, it's just... It's personal. Okay. But, but this was okay. supposed to play out a certain way. They came here to see it play out.
2: <laughs> Screw them. Uh, no offense.
1: <laughs>
4: you don't have to say anything you don't want to, Perry. Okay. But,
1: but it's so much easier with the script, especially talking to you right now.
2: Oh, look, it's the stage direction for me to exit, so you two can talk without me being here. <laughs>
5: Carrie, you don't have to say it if you don't want to.
1: It's just the script. Squi- the script went rogue.
5: So you go rogue too.
1: What?
5: Throw it out. Toss it. Just get rid of
3: it.
1: But how will I know what to do?
4: How do any of us know what to do? Just trust yourself.
1: I know you're not really here, but I'm glad to see you. And I I didn't know if I would be glad to see you again, but now I do.
5: Glad to see you, too.
1: And I'm excited to be ready to, to say all of that stuff, but it's just it's not quite time yet. That I forgive you for being one of the people who left and never came back. (laughs) To be fair, I guess I never really gave you a good reason to come back.
4: (laughs) Well, I'm here now, in a way,
1: but it's not forever. No. Sorry.
5: My exit's coming up soon. I think.
1: Well, sorry again. I'm not. Well, I hope to see you out there again. Uh, Benny, you can come back out now. <laughs> oh, I, I know, I just saw that you enter again.
2: Uh, I you gotta, we're done with following the
1: well, I mean, curiosity got the better of me.
2: Uh, fog's rolling in, so we should...
1: Mm, I had a feeling. I'll be there in a minute. Okay.
2: I'll see you in the lighthouse.
1: Oh, I forgot you were all there for a moment. Hello again. (laughs) So I guess by now you know my story, or at least a perspective of my truth. That's all I can really give you. So I think our time is coming to a close, but thank you for being here with me. And thank you for being here with each other. Wherever you go after tonight, May you always find your way.
0: Yes, let's hear it for the Farmeridian! Thank you, thank you. They came all the way from L.A. uh, So just remember, they did this, and in their bodies, it's like midnight. So... I think they deserve a little bit extra applause. Just one more round. Just one more. Okay. Thank you. Now let's keep up that energy for the next podcast Kalila Stormfires Economical Magic Services.
1: Kalila Stormfires Economical Magic Services. The following entry is for initiated ears only. Case number unknown, storytelling. Today's date is April 5th, 2019. The new moon is in Aries. Oh, uh, Aries is twine in Jupiter today. This intersection is usually good for social and material success. You may enjoy popularity, attention, and visibility, especially in artistic ventures. Interesting. Client name is Alexander Burr. He is 38, a Gemini, and an introverted intuitive. Patron deity is Anansi, which is unsurprising. He is a playwright from Jamaica. He's been working with the Brushland City Theater for about five years. He contacted me looking for a possible spell reversal. Alex was a soft-spoken man. His beads that decorated his dreadlocks were louder than he was at times, clinking cheerfully even as the face they framed tightened with concern. I sat Alex down in my couch with some Lavender Earl Grey tea and asked him to tell me his story. (laughs) He chuckled a little bit at that phrasing, then grew serious. The problem was very likely the story. A few months ago, he began production on one of his scripts. The story itself seemed benign enough, a wistful love story mixing modern anxieties with Jamaican folklore. He understood the work he was doing. And in many ways, he believed in the magic of stories and the power of words. Even before he started working with a storytelling trickster god, the problem Alex told me, is when the play cast the main character. Jasper Simmons was a very skilled actor, new to Brushland, and it was his first role in a Brushland City theater production. Alex had sat in on the casting call when Jasper walked in. He didn't feel it then. The magic. No, the spell didn't become apparent until deep into the first few months of rehearsals. And then, one rehearsal about a month ago, Alex felt a jolt as he watched Jasper lean in towards the mostly empty theater during one of his monologues. Alex's heart caught in his throat as he realized he was falling for the actor in his play. Alex thinks he wove a love spell into the script. I told him, frankly, that this seems more like a psychological thing than a magical thing. I mean, isn't it quite common for these things to happen? I mean, I remember high school theater shows. Show-run romances are a dime a dozen, right? (laughs) Alex said he had considered that, and for the last few weeks tried to distance himself from the production. He told people he was working on another script, but Jasper had his number, and he's been texting Alex, and Alex can't seem to clamp down on his impulse to text back. It was a love spell, he was sure of it, and he hated the idea that he was affecting someone else's emotions without their consent. He then produced a printed version of the script and handed it to me. If you don't believe me, Alex said, check it. You have ways to check for spells, right? I obliged, and I looked the script over. It was bound together, nothing fancy. But as soon as I touched it, I felt something. There was a red band flowing across some of the pages, staining it like like burgundy wine or blood. There's a reason love magic is dangerous. I asked Alex to leave the script with me for now. I'll do what I can to break the spell. And uh, once I could, I would follow up with him when I figured it out. So here we are. So innocent looking, right? (laughs) Just a handful of paper but breaking a love spell is difficult. Probably as difficult as choosing the right words for a story. Stories are kind of like dreams. Maybe Alex is working something out in this story, like people work out their issues in their unconscious. So let's see if I can, I'm gonna try to get into the vein of this story there's a cool trick I like to use. It's a trance that kind of lines up my story with Alex's script, right? So I can get a better sense of what part of the story is the root for the love spell. It's It's not a particularly pleasant spell, but it, it often is easier to see our problems in the context of other people's lives, right? That's the duality of storytelling. Stories lie and can tell the truth at the same time.
3: (laughs) They're all lies, to be honest. But all stories are a part of us. What about Alex is so troubling to you, Kaliva? Ah. Here's a trope, the young ingenue and her mentor. Let's review this particular spell and story, shall we?
1: The trick to a strong ego. You've got to build it. We spend so much of our time as women being torn down that we think a healthy ego is an inflation of our ego. But it's just a distortion. It starts in our bodies. Keep breathing. Feel the weight of the books on your stomach. Does it. Does there have to be. this many? My opera teacher taught me this trick. (laughs) This is how she taught me, and this is how the coven teaches all of our initiates. It activates the core, you see. By activating that energy center, you're exercising your will, getting the physical sense of strengthening your ego. Escaping your ego is counterproductive, Clela. You need to push back. Breathe deeply into your belly. Lift those books. Push them up. See them rise. Now, open your mouth and let out a single note. Hold that note as long as you can. Good, good. You can take the books off now. How do you feel? Better. Uh, More confident, actually. Thank you. High priestess. Society tells us that we can't have it all. We can. You just have to lean into it. Well, that looks like all the time we have for today. Uh, right. Uh, Hi, priestess. Yes? I- I've talked to Gloria about it, but have, have you considered my application for initiation yet? These things take time. We have many applications to consider and there are too many witches who are looking to get initiated just so they can have free resources. We can only do too much charity. But while you wait, you might want to consider volunteering. Maybe for the finance committee if you're so worried about money. No, no, I, I just... You know me. Always happy to help the coven where I can. Well, certainly looks like Hector could use some help with the social media accounts. Yikes. Um. Yes, actually, I think you'd be an asset to our campaign. Promote the diversity of the government. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'll 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 talk to Hector about it. Thanks. I'll, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? You thought love stories? Sorry. <laughs> love spells just had to be tied to romance? Kalila was so wrapped up in trying to impress the high priestess, she couldn't take her head out of Gabriel's ass long enough to see the coven was using her. Unpaid internships aren't limited to the private sector, you know. But maybe there's another story that would illustrate what's happening with this particular client.
1: <laughs> We're gonna be late, Dr. Grant. Yeah, well, if you didn't put your bra on backwards. <laughs> that closet was dark. Shh, the students are already in there. Stay back a bit before you come in, will you? Gotta keep up appearances, right? I, it's it's not like I'm one of your students. You know how I feel about it, Kalila. I don't like people talking about me, especially some pre-med frat boys. It's nothing personal. Anyway, how do I look? Like you've been making out in a supply closet. <laughs> well, I guess it'll just be part of my eccentric charm today. Hello, I am Dr. Grant. This is EMT Witch Adjunct, Kalila Stormfire. Today, we are going to be learning the basics of CPR
0: and the magic of breathwork.
4: Kalina, would you like to assist me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah, that was a bit on the nose, wasn't it? Or what it's worth. That particular fling didn't work out. But are you seeing the thread here? The plot line? No. Let's try.
1: <laughs> it's, <clears throat> the door is open.
5: Sorry, I texted you like five times. I wanted to drop off that oil, asphalt, oil from your Daughters. Are you busy?
1: I, I well, I've, I was just in the middle of a spell working, but it's fine. Okay. Um. Oh, shit. Sorry. Do you want me? To no, 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 here? no. Actually, it's a little. Maybe you can help. Y- mm-hmm. You work with artists all the time. Ah,
5: client dealing with uh, art magic issues. What they do?
1: Love spell written the words I think.
5: Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, did you try aligning your story with theirs? Find the root.
1: I was just doing that as you came in, actually. Hmm. Let me try something. Mm, sure. Uh, so.
5: uh, uh. Ah, there. Bibliomancy um works particularly well for word-related art. I've had to deal with more than one artist who got a little too tied into their own painting.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, there there it is. Thanks, Desiree, I can't believe I didn't think of that.
5: Art Magic's its own thing.
1: Um, I'm sure
5: you
3: would have gotten there eventually. There it is. Everyone knows better than you. That's the story you know best. You can only love people better than you.
1: No! Uh, what? I, I'm, I'm, no, I, I, I'm not sure I would have gotten there eventually. Hey, you're a
5: great witch. You've helped a lot of people. Um, so tell me, you know this client, right? Um, what remedy is right for them?
1: it's hard love spells <laughs> um, i'm a little rusty i think okay
5: breathe you got it.
1: The scene here is for the main character is having a dream about his lover. It's it's a, all about desire, uh, a hyper-realistic version of the relationship he always wanted.
5: Why is that the root of the spell then?
1: Everyone in our dreams are just versions of ourselves, you know? The thing is, the people we get hung up on, romantically or platonically, people we look up to, are often sometimes... There's something in them that we desire for ourselves, but we can't see. What about this character and actor? Is Alex trying to reclaim about himself? That's always a problem. The problem with artists is that they can get so caught in the story instead of balancing what is theirs with what is a mirror. The point is to instead focus on the mirror and what it's telling you.
5: Exactly. So, what does a spell need to realign with reality?
1: Oh! And l- let me just uh, do you have a pen on you? Um, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. Yes. Um, all right. If I just cross out a few words and change some things names here. The margins need a sigil. What would Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> Oh. oh, hey, Alex, <laughs> um, that was fast. Yeah, I actually just finished unraveling the spell. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, um, come back when you have time. I can show you how to notate the scripts. Be gentle with yourself tonight, though, okay? Emotions when they get untethered from a false story, can be hard to manage when you're not careful. Drink some tea, meditate, do some things that will help clear you. Yeah, uh, a salt bath works well, too. Great. See you tomorrow. And um, bring the main actor's script if you can, too.
5: Um, wow, that was...
1: It was. <laughs> See? You got
5: some power and some know-how on your own. Um, sometimes inspiration just needs encouragement. I guess you're right. I should get going. Oh, um, the oil. Here.
1: Oh. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, desperate right.
5: Anytime. And, yeah? Yeah. Um, those stories you
1: tell yourself,
5: you do deserve. I think that's the one
1: thing. Wait, did you just...
5: I'm a witch too, remember? (laughs) Alright, see you later, babe.
1: (sighs) (sighs) Uh, I guess I was blinded by my own stories, as Alex was. Alex wanted love. We all do. As an artist, he felt like the only way he could do it is by creating it as a separate thing from himself. I mean, all those visions, those memories, they were all the times I wanted someone, or rather... (laughs) I wanted to be someone who was better than me. So many people I've admired were versions of myself I felt I couldn't be. A respected, knowledgeable high priestess, a confident, sexy doctor. I up so many things in my life. I, I've projected so many biases and worries and desires onto other people. <sighs> of all people. I should get why someone would want to cast a love spell to make someone's self-criticism bearable. <laughs> we all have that power. That ability to Weave stories and words and make them real. I guess we should be careful how we use it. I will update Alex's case if necessary. End session.
0: Again, but you missed me. Uh, So I just want to take a second. We are halfway through our show. Uh, I don't really know when that happened, but we got here. Uh, And I want to just take a second. Sometimes podcasting can feel like a solitary medium because you're like alone sometimes in in a closet with your microphone. But there are a lot of people who helped all of these shows get here who might not have the chance to actually be here tonight. So I first want to take a second to thank everyone who works. This show, by the way, in case you didn't know, is going to be recorded and released on all of our podcasting feeds, so your laughter is immortal. You're welcome. Anyway, I want to take a second for all those who are not here, but who might hear this if they feel like listening, uh, to thank first all the people who work back-end on all these shows, so our sound designers, people who have done design for us, everything. Can we get claps, please? Yes. Yes. And to all the cast members who couldn't be here, of course. Uh, and really quickly, uh, we have a sound designer here in the house today, uh, and his name is Juan Giordano, so can we give him a clap, too? Thank you.
2: Uh,
0: and then I have a quick question. Is anyone here a patron of any of these shows? Uh, okay, I see a few hands. I can't really see a lot of people, so those feel like a lot of hands to me. Uh, but I want to give a thanks to all of our patrons, both literally right in front of me and in the future listening to this. Uh, thank you so much for... Helping us make this a reality. So, can we get one more clap for everyone who sports these shows? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, without further ado, Unwritten, a Descendant Story.
6: thinking i spent all this money and built you a spaceship and you are going to show
0: (laughs) and miss the adventure of a lifetime you wish
6: you have no idea sorry i said i think that's more peter's line
1: i don't know i think he's warming up to the idea or accepted it as inevitability we've stopped fighting about it anyway
6: well you could always surprise him change your mind
1: (laughs) what and give him a heart attack all that planning gone down the drain. All that anxiety for nothing.
6: You're telling me you've never done something like that to him before?
1: <laughs> Not on this scale. I'm pretty sure he'd strangle me.
6: Joe, I'm serious. You don't have to do this. Why shouldn't I? No reason. What's her name? The adamantian.
1: Sword of Perseus. That's right. <laughs> She's beautiful.
6: You should see her when she opens up. Looks something like a lily. All plated in silver white. And when those solar sails catch the sun, they're gonna glitter like burning gold. She's gonna light up the whole night sky like nothing you've ever seen.
1: The whole universe at our fingertips. Thank you. For this. Don't. I I know it's been hard. And and I never should have asked in the first place. It was so out of line. But you... This being here, now, on the threshold.
6: I don't want to hear this.
1: I feel alive again. I didn't realize it. That I was dying inside. That I'd been cutting little pieces of my soul away, bound myself to gravity. It wasn't... I'm not unhappy, but there was a part of me inside that needed I've never had this space chances to wrap my fingers around the stars and pull them into my chest hold them, feel the heat of them really feel there are days I I just can't feel anything, there's this numbness that creeps in and I, I can't make myself fit into the world there's no place for my heart in it. It it pushes me out and there's a tightness in my chest and in my throat and all I, I feel like I'm being buried and all I want to do is scream, run to the farthest, darkest, undiscovered corners of the universe to touch something, anything. But this, I can feel my heart beat again. I can feel the blood moving in my veins. I can feel the universe wrapping me in, my, in her arms, and, and she is dancing. You gave me the stars. You understand, don't you?
6: I do. Chell, are you coming?
1: I will never forget this. Thank you. This for everything. Don't go.
6: I'm I'm begging you, Chell, please don't go.
1: Okay. And then what happens? I... I don't... What happens next? Please. Too late to change the story now.
4: Excellent.
1: You're okay. Where the fuck have you been? I... I, you can't just disappear
4: in the middle of the night. I, I thought you were dead. Declan picked up a Gorgon proximity alert, and I couldn't find you, and... Axel? Hey. Hey, where where are you?
6: Nowhere. I'm, I'm here. I'm fine, Rory.
4: Please, please don't do that again. I know you can't help it. I just, I, I thought I lost you. I'm
6: sorry. What is that? It's nothing. Rory, you, don't.
4: You packed? So you weren't just wandering off in a puke state, chasing a hallucination. So that's... that's your shuttle, is it? Of course it is. A wreck out here. You with your bag packed. There's there's the happy coincidence. You found a ship. Doesn't look like it could even get off the ground, but... You weren't going to say anything? How long have you been... How long have you known this was here? How long have you been planning this just so... You're leaving. You were just going to abandon us? I wasn't Bullshit! You were (laughs) leaving us behind. You weren't even going to say goodbye.
6: Lori, it wasn't like that.
4: We made a deal. I risked my fucking life to get you out of Efeleon. The life of my crew.
6: I never asked you to do that. I never asked for anything. I didn't tell you to hold out your hand. You gave it to me. I never asked for you to risk your life and be a hero. You made that decision on your own. I didn't ask for an alien invasion the end of the fucking
4: world. No, you just caused it. I didn't mean
6: that. Yes, you did. And hey, you're not wrong. I caused this. I sent them personally. Signed their death warrants. Peter and Chell both. The whole fucking world. And for what? I wanted to make something. Make a difference. Tell a story the whole world would listen to. A legend. Something brilliant and new and mine. A story for the ages. I wanted to touch the face of the universe, wrap my fingers around the stars. But I didn't want to do the hard work. No heavy lifting for Axel, so I sent my brother and his girlfriend to mine the unknown for something like Radiance. And they died. For what? For me? For nothing, I wrote them a tragedy, made ink of their blood and spread their story across the world, set the stage for this plague, those things, those gorgons, spreading through every colony in the solar system like wildfire, and the whole of the world is infected, unwritten, burning for me. But I can do something about it. I can change it. This story is mine for the rewriting.
4: Axel, what are you talking
6: about? The planet is still out there somewhere. I have the coordinates. I know where they are.
4: Jesus, Axel. Gorgons
6: are hive mind creatures, right? If I can just find them, cut them off at the source. Axel,
4: are you hearing yourself? This isn't a fairy tale. We're not living in a fable. There are no such things as heroes. You can't fight these things. We tried fighting these things. You're not Perseus. Swing the sword all you like, but you can't win a war like this by yourself. They
6: killed my fucking brother.
4: They're consuming the planet. The whole human race. We have to stick together, run together, protect one another, or we're not going to survive. We
6: are never going to survive this, Rory. Don't you get it? There's no cashing out this time. This is the end of the line. We're done. We haven't seen another living, breathing human being in what? Three weeks? Four? We move from town to abandoned town, from one ruined, empty building to the next. This world is barren! They have stripped us of everything! And it was nothing to them! There is no surviving this! You fight and you die screaming! We lost the game! This is not a fucking game! This is my legacy, Lord. This is the story the universe will tell of me, this ruin. Everything I ever dreamed of, and it's like ashes in my mouth. I know. I have to make this right.
4: Then stay, Axel. We're here. We're breathing. Just help us. She's haunting me.
6: Her blood's like ink trapped under my fingers. I know. I can't get her out of my head.
4: She'll... She'll forgive you eventually.
6: I don't want her to forgive me. I want to be punished. Why won't she blame me?
4: Not everyone does. We should go back. It's not safe out here.
6: It's not safe anywhere.
4: I I know. Please, come inside. Axel, I need you.
6: You know I love you, right?
4: I, Axel, I, I'm not... I don't, uh, sex, not men, women, anyone, I I, just... n-
6: I know, I know, but, I don't, I just, you know, don't you?
4: I know. I love you too. Okay. I mean it.
6: I'm back inside. Okay. Rory, Don't, the others, I, please don't tell anyone. Never.
4: Hey, we're gonna make it through this. I promised you're my priority, right? We promised. Just stay with me. I know. You stay?
6: You're my priority. By your side at all times, Captain. I stay. I promise.
0: Script. Shh. It's mine now. Yeah, I think you heard this already. It's good. I don't. I don't need to go through it again. Uh, so welcome, or not welcome. Welcome to the last show of the night. What? How did we get here? I don't know. Uh, so I want to say thank you all for coming because this is officially the last time you will be hearing from me. Uh, and don't forget, thank. Thank you. <laughs> Do not forget to come find us in the lobby. Everyone's going to really want to talk to you, and especially we're really going to want to sell you stuff. Consider buying stuff, please. Uh, And so, without further ado, again, I have to say, this is my show, so I have to give it a little bit of a clap for me as well. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So this is an episode of Overkill called The Lock Mess Monster.
1: I stood at the muddy edge of the riverbank. The water was green, mostly like toxic sludge. A soda can floated atop the murky surface, and the sky was hardly clear, even at night, all silver with light pollution and dulled gray by fog. My naked toes dug into the gunk. My toes were not the only thing that was naked. I hope you're happy, Sophie! What? Do not look at Madison. Do not look at Madison. Do not look at Madison. I would like to state for the record that I, I, of Alaska's, 19, New York, deceased, had absolutely nothing to do with this, really, for once. Well, hello, this is Helen from MAG, Mothers Against Aliens and Ghosts. Today is day 30 of our investigation into paranormal activity in Harding Park. And gosh, let me tell you ladies, it feels like just yesterday I was here dropping Sophie off for her first sleepover at summer camp. So, for the counselors, <laughs> I love her of course, but gosh, That band she likes to play, Pandominion at the disco, they sure play loud. Now the hubby and I can watch Grey's Anatomy in pace. Tonight, we're eating mac and cheese from the microwave and leaving all the dishes unwashed. So, beloved bygone ghosties, be guided by the light of this world and visit upon us, but not for another 12 hours or so, because I already took off my Spanx. My mom insisted I come to this camp, which is weird, because I, for one, have never heard of a camp where no one gets murdered. And my mom... (laughs) And my mom is obsessed with murder. I mean, she sewed a pepper spray pocket into all of my training bras. I think she might be looking for an excuse to go Friday the 13th. You know, like the original one where Jason's a drowned kid and his mom kills all the counselors as revenge? I tried to make that joke when we got here, but no one even knew what I was talking about. Of course, I got stuck in the cabin with all the duds. Cabin 5 is definitely the coolest cabin. It's me, Mackenzie with a Y, Jessica, Mackenzie with two I's, Mackenzie with an MC, like McDonald's, and Blanket the Third. There's also this one girl who's whatever. I mean, she's not terrible. Her name's Sophie, and she's super dorky. I was worried she'd go on Wi-Fi withdrawal the second she got here, but I guess she's good at entertaining herself because she's always sort of smiling with, like, all her teeth and she laughs at her own jokes. It's like it doesn't even matter what other people think, probably because she hates most people. It's, It's... so lame. This girl, Madison, she's never even read Harry Potter. I mean, my mom has read Harry Potter. Karen says it's devil worship, but I like the red-headed one. Bloody hell!
3: <laughs> mom!
1: If I want to spend any time around Vicky, I have to hang out with the Girl Scouts, too. Vicky's, like, obsessed with the Girl Scouts. Something about woman power and rah-rah relationships built outside of misogynistic confines. I usually wait for them to go to sleep and then come and find her. Of course, there's pre so sleep isn't always in the cards. This is the story of the Harding Park River Rambler. Lame. We call her the Mess Monster, actually. Did anyone hear that? What? Uh, the little, like, a, uh, um... Yeah. <sighs> Whatever, it's nothing. I I thought we were playing truth or dare. Well, I said truth, right? Yeah, but the question was, have you ever hooked up in a hot tub? I'm getting to it. Jeez, it's a creative interpretation. I don't know anyone who's your kind of creative. So, like you weren't telling stories. I wasn't. Really? You expect us to believe that you've kissed four boys, all from different schools? Uh, Just finish your stupid story. The monster... Poltergeist. ...has never been seen by anyone. Anyone living. So how do you know about it? Must have great PR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, like a little squid for a social media manager and all their little tentacles are posting on different phones to different accounts and stuff. Okay, I seriously do not understand how your brain works. Then just let me finish. So... The River Rambler lock mess. Ugh. has these blood-red horns that rise above the water. They're actually like the handlebars of a rusting bike. Basically, the lock mess is the result of too much mystic runoff. Think Magic mutant. It started with this girl ghost who, well, long story short, stroll, stab, sink. As a possible murder victim myself, I relate. But she never really left the river. She's been down there soaking with all the trash and sludge and mist. It kind of pulled together and she looks like a manta right now. Her body is made out of a bright blue tarp, mysteriously acquired. There's a big rip in the middle of it, patched sloppily by an old fishing net. The handlebars are her head and... Her tail is a string of old cans, the labels rusted away. She uses it as bait, sort of. The can bobs on the water and draws people to it. One second, you're do-gooder picking up litter, and, and the next, She grabs you, dragging you into the depths, ready to feast on your flesh. Oh, like, like in that X-Town, that, uh, R-Town episode of The X-Files, you know, the one where dramatic, but whatever, you get them. She drowns people. Her body its own brand of snare. She swims under you all flat, and then when you're just above her, she snaps and pulls you down. Oh my god, please stop. This is such bullshit. <sighs> well duh. I'm serious. Well I'm not. I just thought the question was gross. You okay? Duh. It's just who even believes in this stuff, right? Uh, you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm, Madison, I saw your face after the seance. You looked like, well, I mean, it feels cliche to say like you'd seen a ghost, but... I am the ghost. <laughs> I didn't see anything! Technically true, I possessed her. And do not call it a seance. At best, it was a Polly Pocket poltergeist. I wasn't trying to start anything. This just isn't how you're supposed to play truth or dare, okay? You're not supposed to make shit up. You're supposed to, I mean, you're supposed to say, Scream! Penis! Or steal the secret wine from the counselor's cabin. Or go swimming. Okay. Okay, what? Okay, so truth or dare? Dare. I dare you to jump in the river. Right now. You really don't believe. I... Okay, that river is more sludge than water, like, nearly nuclear. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not afraid! Then swim! I just don't want to get melted. I mean, if it were marginally less disgusting, if it weren't literally life-ending, I'd do it. I'd do it naked. One of the girls scrambled to her bag and wrenched out a scrappy copy of the camp handbook. She read it off. The river leaf lies on the eastern boundary of the park, da-da-da, offers many satisfying summer activities, blah-blah-blah. Campers are encouraged to try their hand at swimming through the deadly current. In this case of uh, increasingly dry or scaly skin, do not panic and contact the aquatic center immediately. So, I would be fine.
5: Ooh, I wouldn't say that.
1: <laughs> well, Madison, you, you don't have to. I'm going. What? Really? Really. Well, couldn't you get into trouble? Like, real trouble? Like, kicked out of camp trouble? I don't know. Probably. Well, don't! Uh, too late. But I was just joking! It, it's the woods! Alone! There's muggers out there and drug dealers and and my mom says there used to be an active serial killer. He kept people's fingers. You could get your fingers kept. I'm out the door. He could eat your fingers like tiramisu. Are you coming? They didn't even say goodbye to the Mackenzie's. I figured they'd last about five minutes and then we'd all trek back to camp with absolutely no one eaten. Vicky agreed, though she still insistently followed them. Her bell bottoms dragged through the tree branches. Above us, the trees grew thick. The leaves thatched into a roof. The trail trailed off, and Madison's stupid pig sandals slipped on the tramp-down grass. They weren't stopping. They looked like they were going to shit themselves, but they weren't stopping. I just couldn't go back dry. I just couldn't. At the side of the river, Vicky looked at me this judgy look. Like, really? You're not going to do anything? And then she swan-dived into the river. Basically had no choice. Followed her. I stepped up to the water. Murky. Cool breeze. Soda can, skimming the surface. You know, the whole deal. My clothes were folded and set aside on a smallish rock. My eyes were closed very, very tight. Under the water, everything was clear and smooth. Mist rising around us like bubbles. Vicky followed the tail of the lochmas, the cans pieced together by paper clips. She pointed at the thing like a principal finger wagging. I stepped forward. The water lapped at my ankles. The manta ray's handlebars perked up like a hunting dog. Her plastic fins flapped, and I did the only thing I think I could do. I reached forward, and I wrestled it, like the goddamn crocodile hunter. <laughs> the cold water drew goosebumps up my knees, my thighs. There was a naked girl, like right next to me. Poltergeists are powerful. Physical. And I had to concentrate just to grip it. I imagined my limbs solid. Focused myself into my fingers. My wrinkled knuckles. My stubby nails. I clutched the slippery sides of the tarp. She tried to jab her handlebars through my chin, but they just slipped through the skin. I held her back. I mean a girl, naked. It was stressful. I can't even do locker rooms, really. I always change in a stall. I felt heady, like huffing helium. All that energy coursing through me. I felt it going to my head. Literally, I could feel my head growing solid. mess rippled, wriggling out from under my hands. I tried to catch her with my legs but she just fucked up and threw me hard out of the water. My forehead in the air. And Madison screamed. <laughs>
3: I, I, I just saw I saw me.
1: What? What did you see? I I can't. Yeah, oh my god. Um Sophie, don't look at me. What? I, I'm not. I'm not, but I, you know uh, Madison, I know. if there's a murderer, I have to see. <sighs> There's no one here! Just... just give me a second. While we waited for Madison to dress, Vicki lectured me on pacifism and the inherent value of all the Earth's creatures. If she'd had her way, she'd be leading a restorative justice session between her, the Lochmas, and Madison's ghost. The girls turned silent back towards the cabin. They walked away. Please don't tell anyone what happened. What would I even say? I don't know anything. Jess, don't. Okay. I won't. But, you know, if you have something to say- I don't. Madison. Stop looking at me like that. Madison. Oh Why do you even care? Well, um, because we've been in the same school since second grade. And and because you told Mrs. B that her breath smelled instead of suffering through it like the rest of us. And you made Michaela break up with that sweaty skater dude and you never, ever, ever shut up about something when it needs to be said. Uh, you're the one who never shuts up. I'm not. You literally just monologued at me. Uh, s- stop. Just tell me. What aren't you saying? I... Uh, am I supposed to understand that or? Yeah, I'm not done, okay? I just. I. You're right. I've been. I've been seeing a girl. Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh, no, not like that. Not, not that I, I mean, I could like that, but I don't think she's, okay. Aya Velasquez! She's dead. Right? But I've been, been seeing her ever, ever since. Since y- I pulled out my stupid pink Ouija board. Well, yeah wow that that is so crazy <laughs> yeah wow and um something else there's more you were I've never kissed anyone at all. Me neither. Duh. So uh do, do you wanna head back or shut up. Meh. That's all right. (laughs) Could we get lights up again for the bows? Thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Once Upon a Podcast. Featuring your friends from The Farmeridian, Meridian. Yeah. Khalila Stormfires Economical Magic Services. Yeah. Giannis Descending. Yeah.
0: And Overkill. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We are so happy that you could
1: uh, be with us. We'll be up in the lobby selling merch, giving out hugs. Get drinks with us. Hang out. We have high fives and stuff. So, yeah. Yes. Come on. Let's get on that. One last uh, round of applause for these fantastic people. A round of applause for Dixon Place. Thank you for having us.